What you can control is the intention you bring. Are you generally doing your very best? Are you coming into every day, every hour, every patient interaction, every phone call with, I have the opportunity to make a lasting change in this patient's life? That's the question you need to ask. That's what you need to identify. That's what you need to reflect on of, am I doing a good job? I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day. Fit Farm fam, you have spoken and I have listened. Based on all of the feedback that I've been getting on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on all podcast platforms, there is a need to talk about the things not taught that is reality in practicing as a pharmacist to a high degree. That's why I'm excited to launch this mini-series called Unscripted, what they don't teach you in pharmacy school. If you have all of the knowledge in the world to be top of your class, have countless awards, and have every mechanism of action memorized down to minute details, it won't really matter because that won't really help with your ability to help your patients. While the knowledge you gain is essential to the backbone of your degree, it will be useless unless you know how to communicate what you know to those you care for. The fact in pharmacy is this, patients don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. To quote Maya Angelou, it's the details I'll share in this podcast mini-series called Unscripted that will separate you from a patient viewing you as just another pharmacist to my pharmacist, which will only happen once you've implemented the five key facets of pharmacy. That's what we're going to be covering, so let's dive into this week's episode. Pharmacy school. You pass the NAPLEX, you pass the MPJE, and you're ready to take all that knowledge and passion and give that to your patients. But you're met with some unexpected reactions. Anger, hostility, blame, maybe even verbal abuse. How do you handle that when you come to the table with good expectations but you're met with these reactions that if you take them personally, can really over time, both short-term and long-term, create resentment, create feelings of low value, and create this feeling like, why am I putting up with this? That's what we're gonna talk about in part two of the unscripted podcast mini-series, what they don't teach you in pharmacy school. So guys, there are what I call four agreements that every pharmacist must make if they want to make their career an actual career instead of a dead-end burnout job. And this came actually from a book I read a couple years ago called The Four Agreements. I'll post a link to it down in the show notes below if you'd like to read it. But after reading this, I started to realize that while this book wasn't geared towards healthcare or pharmacy specifically, the concepts fall directly in line with what I have implemented that have allowed me to be a full-time pharmacist, loving my career for eight years now, and also looking at other pharmacists that are passionate and have been in pharmacy for a long time to stay in it and actually enjoy it. When I look on the other side, when I look at pharmacists and even pharmacy students 
uh, who go towards that feeling of resentment and uh, just burnout and feeling overwhelmed and even resentment towards the profession, I noticed that these four things are not put into practice. So that's really what I want to share with you in this part of the unscripted podcast miniseries are four key things that you need to really make a priority in your mindset for how to handle reactions that you will encounter in pharmacy that may be unexpected or maybe you have not experienced yet, but I promise you they will happen. So I wanna dive right into the first one, which is all about your words. So let me give you an example. If you are a pharmacy student, an intern, or a pharmacist, imagine that you're at the pharmacy counter and there is someone that is talking to you. And there are two different situations. The first one is, wow, I love your outfit. You look so professional. You're always holding yourself in such high regard. I love coming here because you just beam of excellence. That's situation one. Situation two, every time I come here, there's a problem. You guys can't ever get anything right. I would never come here if my insurance didn't make me. Ah! How does those two different situations make you feel, right? Now, this is the example, is words can and do affect your emotions if you allow them. I'm not saying to be numb to your emotions or to not take things to heart or to put up with abuse. That's not what I'm saying and please don't hear what I'm not saying. What I am saying is to realize the power that words have. And that's the first thing that you need to realize is that you need to be impeccable with your word. You need to realize that your words have power. So just like those two situations, how it evoked emotion from when you heard them, just as words affecting you, your words can affect other people. Not just patients, but your colleagues, your pharmacy techs, your superiors, if you're a preceptor, your pharmacy students. And you need to be aware and realize that while your day, your emotions will wax and wane of having highs and lows, regardless of the situation, you have to be aware of your tone of voice, the words you choose to speak, will have an impact on those that you serve and work with. So you really need to be aware of that because while you might not intend to evoke evoke anxiety or frustration or blame, while that might not be your intention, if you're not aware of the power your words have, the tone of voice and the specific words you choose, that unfortunately can be misinterpreted by others. So that's why having open communication and awareness of your emotional state are essential to keeping your ground and your workflow at a peak as a pharmacist. So that's the first step is really be mindful of the words you choose to speak to those you serve and work with. The second thing is so big. And if I could pinpoint the source of resentment, the source of anxiety, and all of those negative emotions, if I could pinpoint that to one main concept that pharmacists choose to or not do, it's this one. Do not take anything personally. Now again, I'm not saying put up with abuse. What I am saying is you will have different environments in pharmacy. Going back to the example at the beginning of this podcast episode, you will have situations where you hear praise and where you will hear criticism, but you cannot take anything personally, and here's why. You are at a pharmacy. 
Think about what that is. That is literally a place where sick people come to get well. If you want to simplify it, that's what it is. So if you look at who's coming to the pharmacy, you've got people that just got maybe in a car wreck and they need their pain medication. You've got people that just got a diagnosis of an infection and they're not feeling well. You have someone that maybe just got the flu because they didn't get their flu shot. Get your flu shot. You've got people that are just facing a new diagnosis out of nowhere. Maybe they're just diagnosed with diabetes. They're so overwhelmed. They don't know what diabetes is. They don't even know where to start, but they looked on Google and thousands, tens of thousands of articles, websites, do this, do this, conflicting evidence. Uh, they have family members and friends and neighbors saying do this, but the other person says do that and they conflict with each other. It's confusing, it's overwhelming. You have people come in picking up for their wife or their husband or their kids that was just in a traumatic accident or they just got a terrible diagnosis that not only the patient has to face, but the person picking up is involved with that too. Think of all the emotions that come with that. Think of all of the implications that come with that. You need to realize that people coming there are coming there to be helped. A lot of times, they aren't aware of their emotions and unfortunately they can project that onto other people. So while it might feel like a personal attack, and I'm not gonna lie, sometimes it is, but most of the time when people are coming to you and they have negative body image, negative body language rather, they are short with you, curt with you, they might have a, like a higher tone of voice, they might just have this negativity and just feel like they're lashing out. You have to realize that it's not personal, it's not about you in most cases. Guys, realize where people are coming from. The big concept, if you wanna simplify this and just replay this in your mind, it's this. It's not about you. One of the most best-selling books of all time, second to the Bible, is The Purpose Driven Life. The first sentence in that book is it's not about you. Because it's not, guys. We're here to serve. And again, I'm not saying put yourself down or accept the uh, you know anything that's negative, but you have to realize where people are coming from. You have to be aware of where they are and that it's not about you. It's about what they're dealing with. They might not even know how to deal with those emotions, with the diagnosis, and they just feel scared, overwhelmed, frustrated, afraid, all of those feelings. And if they don't have that awareness, they're going to be projecting that. So what you have to realize is that if someone's being negative toward you, all they're really doing is revealing their internal state. It's not about you. And you really have to keep this in mind when you're facing workflow and time in the pharmacy, trying to help people that are facing serious diagnosis, critical issues and things of that nature because that's what you're here to do is help your patients. It's not about you. That's the second thing to keep in mind. Pharmacy is changing now more than ever. For pharmacy students, that means that having a competitive edge, personal brand, and strong why are essential to create a successful career. Becoming the best pharmacist you can does not start when you graduate. It starts on day one of pharmacy school. Fostering healthy relationships, learning the fundamentals of true leadership, 
being able to successfully manage time, creating your personal brand, and leveraging social media to grow your influence and network are essential caveats of the pharmacy career that are not often taught in how to practically create them amidst the grueling demands you face as a pharmacy student. As a pharmacist who's been working full-time since I graduated pharmacy school in 2012, I am passionate about helping others find their voice in pharmacy. I want to provide you with a clear plan for how to dominate pharmacy school and script your dream career, which I share in my new book, Gen Z Pharmacist. You can grab your copy today in the show notes below or visit my website, thefitpharmacist.com forward slash book. The third thing is to not make assumptions. All of the sadness and drama that have played out in your life is rooted, regardless of the specifics, regardless of who's involved, all of those negative feelings are rooted in making assumptions and taking things personally. So in tip two, we talked about not taking things personally because it's not about you. But guys, you never know what's going on. And uh, an example of this just happened last week at my pharmacy. There was a, a real, actually there were two really long lines clear down the aisle. Uh, we're a super busy pharmacy and uh, a patient came up, you know, we're, you guys know how it is. There's a lot of patients to take care of. Uh, tech hours are down, this and that. Uh, but a patient came up to the counter and immediately I recognized him. I said, we'll be right with you, sir. And his response was, oh, I hope so. And uh, so about five, just five seconds went by and, and he left. And we're like, what? And my tech said to me, you know, you never know what he's going through. You can't make an assumption that he's just a bad person or he doesn't like this place or he has something against you or anything like that. It could be that he's facing a lot in his personal life. It could be that he just got a really bad diagnosis. It could be that his car just got rear-ended on the way to the pharmacy. You don't know. You can't make assumptions and jump to the negative conclusion that, again, it's about you, that you did something wrong. Now, again, you wanna take ownership of anything that you can, but it's not a black and white thing. You wanna realize that you can't make assumptions and always paint yourself in a negative light, that you did something wrong or anything like that. You never know what someone's going through so you can't make assumptions. Because if you do, it's going to lead to a really bad place that unfortunately I see a lot of people in pharmacy come to that lead to changing jobs or even the profession. So it's really important to keep that in mind, not to make assumptions when you're dealing with less than ideal reactions. And the fourth thing, and this is huge guys, always do your best because that is the only thing that you can control. If you base your self-worth and value off how people receive you, off how good of a job you do, but identify that on other people's reactions, you're going to have what I call a lot of butt hurt. You're going to fall short if you place your value and self-worth on the reactions that other people have in relation to what you do, what you say, and the things that you provide. Because going back to episode one, which I'll link in the show notes below, the big thing to keep in mind is that there's two truths in pharmacy. There are things that you cannot control, that being other people's reactions, 
And there's things that you can control, how you choose to conduct yourself. You can't control what other people do. If you focus on that and make that your grading scale or your value of yourself, of if you're doing a good job, sometimes you might get do okay, but you can't control that. People are, like I said, people are gonna have tough times. You can't base that on other people's reactions because that is something you cannot control. What you can control is the intention you bring. Are you genuinely doing your very best? Are you coming into every day, every hour, every patient interaction, every phone call with, I have the opportunity to make a lasting change in this patient's life? That's the question you need to ask. That's what you need to identify. That's what you need to reflect on of, am I doing a good job? Not, did they give me a five-star rating or did they give me a compliment or are, are they referring people? No, 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 that's all good stuff. But if you choose to place your definition of self-worth value and am I a good pharmacist on what other people do, you're going to fall short and it's going to drive you nuts. You need to instead think on what can I control? Am I doing my best to bring my best to my patients, to my staff, to my job? That's where self-care comes in such high play because you will face stress. You will face all these things that people complain about, but if you can't do anything about those uncontrollables, you can control yourself. That comes with, are you making your sleep a priority? Are you being active physically so that you can keep your body in motion, something that you enjoy on a regular basis? Because motion creates emotion. Emotion is literally energy in motion. So if you're not active with it, what do you think your emotion is gonna be like? You need to think about your mindset, which is things like this that we're talking about in this podcast. How are you receiving, how are you perceiving, and how are you internalizing the interactions that you have every day in your practice? Those three things are essential if you wanna bring your best to the pharmacy. Your self-care is not selfish. It's actually the most giving thing you can do because if you invest and make bringing your best to the table of your pharmacy, that is the best service that you can do for your patients and for your staff. Don't tie your self-worth to other people's reactions. You cannot control those. You can control what you choose to do with the day you've been given. Dwelling on the past will lead to feelings of depression. Fearing about the future will lead to anxiety. But being present in the gift of today will lead to peace. That's why it's called the present, because truly it is a gift. So I hope you guys take these four pieces of advice to heart, because truly these four concepts are simple, but if you make them a priority in making them top of mind, when you're on the bench practicing as a pharmacist, I promise you, if you put them into practice, they will help you to lead and live a long career as a pharmacist. Guys, this is episode two of the unscripted podcast series, What They Don't Teach You in Pharmacy School. These tips are essential, in my opinion, for leading a career in pharmacy that you will actually enjoy and thrive in rather than just trying to survive and get by one more day. I created this to help pharmacy students, pharmacists, and new grads transitioning 
into the role of a pharmacist so that you aren't taken by surprise of the things that you will face in your practice. I created this to help you, so please, if you found value, if any of these tips resonated with you, please let me know on Instagram at the Fit Pharmacist. Please share this episode. Please tag me at the Fit Pharmacist on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, wherever you are viewing this podcast. It's on all podcast platforms. The best way to support this is to share it with others. And please, if you're using iTunes, please leave a rating and review. Five stars, please. High five, 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 because that's how this grows. I put a lot of energy into this because I really believe in it. It's things that I found have helped me in my practice and what I have seen in so many other pharmacists that are enjoying their profession in pharmacy. So that's the best compliment I could ever get is a subscription and a review from you on iTunes or sharing this. If you did all those, you guys would be my new bestie. So I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this. Thank you for your support in helping this community thrive because like I said in one of the previous tips, it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about us coming together. Each needs the help of the other, together we rise. And that's why I'm so excited and passionate about the Fit Pharmacist community is because we all support each other in sharing our struggles, in talking about the things that aren't talked about in pharmacy, but all of us face every day. That's why I created this to help you thrive. And I hope that through this, it helps you to do just that. Thank you so much for your support. This is Dr. Adam Martin with the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening through to the end of that episode. I hope you're going to share this all across social media. Let people know that you're subscribed to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Let me know. Post it. Tell me how it's impacted your pharmacy career and life. I would love to see your thoughts. I can't wait for this amazing and passionate community we're creating of leaders in healthcare. You're now a part of the movement, a part of the family. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to share the next episode with you.